Yeehaw. It works. Sorry, I was in Mr. Hi, and welcome back to another episode of the Tracking Shot Podcast. My name is Chris Tired Spencer. Chris Berry Tired Spencer. And my name is Taylor, also quite tired, Dodson. That's coincidental middle names. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I made a, I finished making a movie this week. I'm proud of you. I, yeah. <laughs> I, like, yeah. You did it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm proud of it. I think it's good. good. I think it's gonna like. I can't wait to see it. I. You you would know that I made this movie. I would hope. If that makes sense. I would hope. Um. Anyway, so that's gonna be shown Friday, at the 14th annual Purdue Spring Film Showcase, at 6:30 p.m. in Fowler Hall in the Stewart Center. Wow. At. Purdue University. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. My mom's coming. Wow. My mom's going to drive up Friday afternoon. Carol. Carol. Carol probably will also be very tired. Spencer. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So that will be fun. Anyways, um, that's just like a public service announcement. Yeah. We've only got one more episode after this one. And then we're done, though. Yeah. What's that movie? Hitting Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, right. Right. But that's not what we're here to talk about today. Nope. We're here to talk about the hit HBO movie, Excellent Cadavers. Um, hit is, there's a parentheses question mark around hit. So what was interesting, I was just reading about it. This was distributed by HBO, the home box office mm-hmm. in America. But in Italy, it was uh, distributed theatrically. Oh. I didn't know that. I didn't, I. I that's interesting. I'd, I, I would be curious to see how many HBO, quote, HBO movies were just foreign movies brought over. Uh, was it released theatrically in Italy before it was released on HBO? Um, Let me check. I don't know. Or were there, like, Italians in America that were like, yo, this is really cool, and Italy just didn't have access to HBO yet? Oh, yeah, it did come out theatrically after. It came out almost a year after in Italy theatrically. So did... Do you think Italy just didn't have HBO? I don't know. Because it was, what, the year 2000? It was 1999 that it came out in HBO. On HBO, it was 2000 when it came out in Italy. Hmm. Distributed by HBO Pictures. I don't have any information about, like, a studio house that... Or, like, uh, put it together. Um, right. Anyways, uh, the movie is based on a book of the same name yep. by Alexander Stiele. And it's, it's based on the true story of the prosecutor, Giovanni Falcone, mm-hmm. uh, who kind of made it his personal mission to prosecute and convict. I mean, he wouldn't do the conviction, but he would lead to the conviction of as many mafiosi uh, people as, as he could. Mm-hmm. Um, and that sort of 
culminates in the maxi trial, I believe it's what it's called, maxi trials. Um, let me click on this. Um, where they, in the movie at least, yeah, the maxi trial from 1986-1987, um, which in the movie was depicted as happening like in a prison. Like they brought the judge into the prison Instead of taking the prisoners out, yeah, it was. It, I think because there were so many that were arrested, right? They're, like they're like they're all in this sort of like high security prison area, and like the the prosecutors and their families are staying near, like on the beach near the um, the prison. It's a really interesting way of of showing it, and I'm not sure. I guess I can just click on the Wikipedia link for the Maxi trial and find out. Um, took place in Palermo. Lasted until January 30th, 1992. That's my birthday. Um, wow. Not 1992, obviously. I'm not that old. Um, <laughs> the trial was held in a bunker courthouse specifically constructed for this purpose inside the walls of the prison of Palermo. Hmm. Uh, yeah, it was, it's a really interesting way of showing that. The movie... Speaking specifically about the movie, a lot of, real, a lot of movies based on real stories do this, and based on true stories where there's some sort of massive conclusion, like an explosive conclusion. That's a bad pun. Anyways, uh, <laughs> the movie opens with sort of like the public funeral or announcement of Giovanni Falcone's death mm-hmm. from assassination mm-hmm. by the mafia. Mm-hmm. Um, so at the very start of the movie, if you didn't know the story beforehand, you know, oh, this dude's going to get blocked. Right. Um, so there's not really any suspense. Uh, yeah. I, I, um, I thought the movie was very slow. I think it's slow, but I don't know how you would tell a story like this faster. Because it's a very legal story. Like, yes, like, like you there's, have to go through. Yeah. yeah. There's there's action and and stuff that happens along the way, but it's, it's very much about the legal systems that allowed this system to perpetuate and fester and become this massive sort of thing that this massive organism that couldn't be taken down because it had become so ingrained in the culture and society and it's about this like the systemic dismantling of that thing and I don't know how you would be able to tell that story directly in a more exciting way yeah it's interesting. Like the acting's not great. Like it's 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 an HBO movie. Well, also from the '90s, none of them were really that great. Yeah, there there's some interesting. It's it's always weird to watch a movie that takes place in Italy where they're all speaking in English. Yeah, without just, accents. It's, it, yeah, it was it was very <laughs> yeah. it's a very strange way of doing that. But yeah. I think like it's not a it's not a well polished movie, but I think it's a interesting way of telling a story like that because I was I was I was interested throughout like I was interested in the legal proceedings and why they couldn't do things and could do other things and that kind of stuff but also that's just me that's just me being interested in that stuff mm-hmm. but the movie demonstrates it pretty well um yeah I've been talking a lot that's okay I'll allow it um your phone wallpaper and your computer wallpaper are the same thing they are that's Chris you know who I am as a person I know I my phone wallpaper is a picture of Troy McKay, I'm former happy. Purdue professor, film professor. I'm so happy. Troy McKay. Um, I'm going to talk about the um, music in this movie. 
it's all in a different language and it was i believe all made for this movie um but i cannot confirm or deny that um but the title of the album is in un altro paisi i don't know if that's how you would say in un altro paisi let me see and it means in another country interesting um and it was composed by Andrea Pandolfo, who was born in Rome. Um, he had a few different styles. He would make chamber music. Um, he would do film scores. He would make Jewish music. And he, also something called klezmer, which I do not know. That's pretty cool sounding. I suppose I could click on it and see what it is. One second, please. Oh, it's another type of Jewish music. Music. Got it. Um, but he did a lot of stuff. He um, he has an entire discography. Um, he was a trumpeter originally, um, and he focused a lot on music for a theater, film, and television. So he didn't just make music for just like listening and entertainment he made it to be in the background of things mm. um so is he still alive uh let's see no he's dead nope, he oh wait. well no i'm sorry i can't read he was active from the 90s to the 10s i mean we're in the 10s mm-hmm. uh, what's his name alexander his name is andre andre excuse me andrea pandolfo okay He's not very well known, apparently. Hmm. Um, but he began teaching the trumpet in 2003, and he has been on the faculty at the School of Music in Trieste. 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 Um, he's won a um, a jazz instrumentalist competition in 2014. Um, he's formed several ensembles, um, and he typically has instrumentation patterns that are out of tune and are a cross between a wind chamber ensemble and a military band. Oh, that sounds pretty cool. So I that's what he does. Look into that. Um, yeah. His, yeah. Uh, oh, sorry, good. No, you're good. His discography is um, all compact and was released in 2017 um, and is called Kind of... Sati? 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 I wonder if that's a Miles Davis like pun or something. I don't I'm, know. I'm sure, but that's <laughs> that's the only information about the music that I could find. Um, I think if you if you allow me a moment to ruminate on go for it movies like this, I think these movies are more fascinating than big budget. Like, like like extremely popular blockbuster type things in this in this circumstance mm-hmm. because it's not just the case that all of the information about the development of the movie is available right there aren't interviews with the director and the producers and the cinematographers and the writers or whatever absolutely it's and it allows i don't know the 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 movie feels more mysterious like 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 
Yeah. I don't know. Like it's like, this, what happened here? Yeah. The second Avengers Endgame comes out, there's going to be interviews with every single cast member, every single, like, like both the directors, because there's two of them, mm-hmm. um, and everything like that, and we're going to know every single thing about the movie, because nobody ever, nobody wants to be... Unknown? Yeah. Nobody, nobody wants to have to think about things. Right. Um, and, like, it seems like, I mean, I could be wrong, but composers like Andrea are like... Yeah, just use my music. Here you go. This is cool. Yeah. He's like he's not like I want to be known as the composer for this. He's like I made music and I think it works here. Yeah. Let's do it. Um I just think that I think it's exciting. Like I, I as somebody who's quickly coming to realize or hasn't isn't quickly coming to realize has realized in the past that I will never make a big blockbuster movie that billions of people are clamoring to see forcing theaters to stay open for 24 hours a day for like six days or like three days in a row yeah there's some theaters that are staying open for 96 hours straight that's cruel movies aren't worth that no Um, not at all especially comic book movies uh no um films like this are especially interesting to me because it's a it's a creative space that's kind of in the middle of the road. Like they're not just out there with a camera and like two other people making weird things that they post on YouTube. Of course, I mean this was '99, so there was no YouTube. But uh, they're also not thousand people crews and huge budget actors and all that kind of stuff or huge salary actors. It's in the middle mm-hmm. of like we have the resources to execute upon a fairly complex plan but we're also sort of like young and scrappy and whatever the line from Hamilton is um yeah but it's it's interesting it's it's an interesting space to to be able to creatively execute within yeah and Um, I like that that in this class you get shown a few movies like that sorry yawn break I'm also young you have you're not a psychopath. Since my young. Uh, hang on yours. a second. Anyways, <laughs> um, because I don't know, it's like the movies that we get shown, other than The Godfathers and Goodfellas, and then Wolf of Wall Street at the at the end. Um, they're all, not all, but most of them are pretty unknown, and um, so people aren't like. Oh, this movie I've seen it before right like you go into it almost every class like oh new movie let's see what it is and see what they have to say about mafia and that's neat and that's all that's all that's all folks I'm upset um yes no yeah this movie's interesting like I think it's worth watching for sure I think it's just a Historically, it's it's important for sure. If you like movies about history, yes, watch it. I think you should, people should just watch it anyway. If you don't like movies about history, watch it. Watch more things that you don't think you're going to like. Okay. Watch, watch my movie. Because <laughs> you're probably not going to like it. Um, uh, oh, okay, Pixie's Pixie. not going to like it. Pixie's upset. She just stretched her leg right next to the microphone. I hope you can hear that somehow. <laughs> Anyways, I think that's going to do it for this this little episode. It's it's 
there's not a lot of the movie to unpack because it is so direct in its narrative. Yeah. Um, and the music, I guess I can talk briefly about the music um, that you already spoke about. Pixie. Pixie. Um, <laughs> the music is executed or is, is implemented in, in mostly, if not completely, extra diegetically. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just kind of background music to accompany the things that are happening. Um, yeah. And I think it does a good tone, like a, a good tonal cat, I swear. <laughs> um, it, it creates a tone that is, that is, and fits the tone of the rest of the movie. Yeah, it fits the emotions for sure. And it's melodramatic for sure. Like it, yeah. it's, it's, I mean, it's an HBO movie. It's going to be melodramatic. Uh, like at the, the beginning when he's in that guy's office, he's like, you better not look into this anymore we've got it under control and then the guy storms out and he's like looking really sad and it's like you know what i mean spoilers he doesn't stop looking into it (laughs) and then he dies and then he gets exploded giovanni falcone r.i.p um okay no but that actually is going to do it for the episode yep so we have one more episode yep after this and this and well i'll talk about it in the next episode we don't need to talk about it right now yeah repeat myself later skaters Later, skaters. I'm Taylor. I'm Chris.